What's up, motherfuckers? Uh, welcome to another Monday morning podcast. Well, I guess that's if you're a if you're a Patreon, you're getting it now, and if you're if you're if you're a tight cunt, you're not getting this till. Is it Wednesday they get it? Mm-hmm. Aye. Um, well, enjoy the free podcasts. Um, in today's episode, uh, we talk about eugenics, uh, and I say we, me, I talk about eugenics, and I tell ev- you everyone that I think needs to die. Well, not everyone. There's a very long list. I, I get into some of it. Um, we then also, I mean, I don't know why I have to do these introductions. I never remember conversations we have. It was a fun episode. I enjoyed talking about it. Uh, towards the end, we had the obligatory uh, last 10 minutes of the podcast where we just talk about how hard it is to be us and how tight our diamond shoes are and and, and, and our misery. But I'm, I imagine it's kind of, you know what, if you like refreshing honesty, again and again and again and again and again, congratulations, it's here. Um, but I think it's only going to be Probably only two more miserable podcasts. And then and then you might hear a smile in my voice again. That might be fun. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins. Straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head to make you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? I've, um... I've, I've thought of a new group of people that we need to sterilise. <laughs> All right, yeah, right. So you don't want them to breed. You don't want the DNA to mm-hmm. move from... Um, but when I say sterilise, I don't mean... I don't necessarily mean, like, they're going to be bad parents, but there's just something wrong with the DNA and we need to stop it. And it's like, you can't have kids anymore because we can't allow this trait to pass on to other generations. You're allowed to be a dad or a mum or wherever you want to be, but you have to adopt one that doesn't so, have this so DNA. So it's, it's not a personality trait then, it's like a physical, like it's a personality trait you can pass on to the kid still, yeah. right? But it's the physical yes. side of you. Ah, it's a genetically weak thing that needs to, like, for, for example, anyone... So it's uh, eugenics, you're, you're suggesting eugenics. I always suggest eugenics. <laughs> right, well, I am a huge believer in eugenics. <laughs> I'm going to clip that into a button. Please do. <laughs> I think, look, hey, 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 the reason eugenics is evil is just because people have done it for evil reasons so far. I'm doing it for the betterment of humanity, said no eugenic scientist ever. <laughs> like, for example, this is the one I was going for, but anyone in today's, anyone born after 1990 who still gets carsick, it's over. Yeah. You don't get to... You don't, you don't get to be a... You can be a parent. So, so far, your pregnant wife can't breed. No, no. And I shouldn't have had sex with her. But we shouldn't, like, it's... Cars have existed for so long. How is your brain not caught up with the fact that cars exist? Cars have existed for longer than, you, than you've existed. How is this not... How do you... How, how in a fucking car do you, as somebody who has been alive and the entire time cars have existed, does your brain go... But, but, but I'm staying still. <laughs> but, but, but the outside is moving. But... Like, it's just, like, do you understand how genetically weak that is? Like, it's fundamentally bad. And I, I'm somebody that's going to be sterilised during this, and I'm and I'm embarrassed. No, 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 I just I just want to ask before you move on to that. But um, did you did your wife not get motion sickness when you were uh, conceiving the baby? No, no, no. she's fine with that because she, she, up and down's fine. If cars just went up and down, <laughs> oh, she was fine on the ones outside the supermarket. <laughs> aye, aye, but for some reason, it's, she just go. I just. I can't handle going round corners. And you're like, I don't. This used to get you to sleep when you were a kid. So at one point, even then, you weren't car sick as a baby. 
right? Just at one point, your brain devolved. Like during life, your brain took a step backwards. It's miraculous. The sterilization that needs to take place, and I'm unfortunately going to be sterilized for this. Um, if you bite the inside of your cheek more than five times a year, you should not be allowed to reproduce because what a horrible existence that is for anyone. Like if that, I bite my cheek so often, I shouldn't be allowed to have a son. You, you like my what, son's going to grow up, right? And he's going to bite the inside of his cheek and I'm going to go, oh, that was me. I did that. I've got fat inside of my cheeks mm -hmm. and he's just going to have a shitty life. He's going to be having a great day one day, right? He's going he's gonna to be getting married to the love of his fucking life and he's going to sit down and he's going to be happier than he's ever been before. His wedding meal. Aye. And he's going to be vegan because he's going to be fucking one of those, he's obviously. Gonna be fucking again, man. Shit, man. Like, ah, How do I not know that's there? Oh. It's the inside of my face. That's a, of course I avoid that when I chew. That's what, how, how is it possible? How is it possible that your body's reaction to biting the inside of your cheek Swell is to... Well it up. Let's make it bigger! Let's make it a bigger fucking target! Like, I, I understand, like, if, if, like, let's say you slam your thumb in the door, right? Your thumb swells, and that's your body going, hey, remember this thing? I'm going to make it bigger so you can see it, you dumbass cunt. I'm going to make this so very obvious that you... It's going to throb so you keep it out of the way of things. Mm, but the inside of your cheek... I've, I've bit my cheek three times in the past week, and I have and I include the X tour in this. I've never been so close to suicide in my life. <laughs> fucking hell like it's my man nothing <laughs> me i want to i want to fucking kill myself every time it you happens are, you're already having quite a tough time i you're just trying to enjoy your breakfast of getting me out of bed against all my better judgment i don't want to wake up today nah. but i'm gonna get up and eat there we go and i've just chewed my face i've just ruined my fucking day i've absolutely completely and utterly ruined my day so you're such a drug addict you chew your face off even when you're not on pills no, but see, that's your your misrepresent. I'm not that type of drug addict. I hate no, so ecstasy. That was just a joke. Uh, chewing your face doesn't mean you're chewing your face. But I do. I've 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 said this before. I've taken my last pill and I've done my last mandate. I fucking I do not enjoy those drugs. Like I did once, mm. and then and then it's just fucking dragging, uh, chasing. Yeah, I feel like they're a they're a young man's game. <laughs> I was talking to a friend the, who the, will, the cons outweigh the pros now for me. I was I was talking to. A, a uh, friend who will remain nameless at this point because he's a massive drug dealer. Can we just call him Matty? Yeah, so Matty's a massive drug dealer. Mm -hmm. um, and we were talking about, you know, the the druggy fringes that we used to do. And I, and I, look, I know every person probably, uh, you know, every generation has, you know, oh, we were the rock and roll ones. We did the most drugs. We did this. You know, we were... I do actually think that was us because here's the thing. Drugs definitely got stronger in the past 30 years. Like, if you ever meet any fucking pensioner uh, who's like, I used to do drugs back in the day. And you're like, what, when you fucking used to grow weed in a fucking cupboard or you grew it under a fucking bridge uh, and it was like Australian bush weed and the THC... You didn't even know what THC was back then. You just got high. Whereas if you give those people joints now, they're like, and they full on fucking mm. whitey. Uh, I've, I've watched the... I've just watched the weed in my life. Lifetime just fucking crease right. loads. So when people that are older than me, like, oh no, we did it back in my day, I'm like, mm, thank right. you though. It's, it's like people like fucking Nelson, like, pills were stronger back in the day. You go, objectively not true. Objectively not true. Because uh, that would that would mean. I'm more likely to die on them because they got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's. It, the, drugs are all stronger nowadays because we found ways to. But don't get me wrong, they're definitely cut with more shit, and that's a different sort of debate. I reckon our, our drug years at the fringe should go down in infamy. And by infamy, I mean badness like we definitely 
Elliot uh, Steele took three years off of his career for the way he acted in one of those fridges. We, we, <laughs> like, we managed to sustain, but he was just there. Uh, it was well, no, it was our fault because we were well, for for better or worse, and we shouldn't have been anyway. But for some reason, we well, weren't necessarily role models. But we were, we were a bad the, influence. Yes, we, we were, weren't pitching ourselves as role models. No, but we should have at least took responsibility for having influence. Yes, but also anyone that pitches themselves as a role model, you're like, you're not a role model. Like, don't yeah, tell me, yeah. don't tell me, I should follow in your fucking mm-hmm. footsteps. Who are you, Jesus Christ, get fucked. Um, I reckon. I didn't know you are a firm believer and a follower of Jesus. <laughs> Why? He's, his whole <laughs> thing. a good bloke. His whole thing was follow me. Hey, oh. yeah. Also, I mean, not to get too way late here. I just want to talk about how fucking dumb Christians are that Jesus was a Jew and preached about Judaism the entire fucking day. His whole thing was, I'm the son of the Jewish God, I'm a Jew, let's all be Jews. And that hasn't even been lost in history. No, they quote it in the Bible that they read. And they're like, okay, Jesus, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Worship you. And he's like, these motherfuckers. (laughs) These motherfuckers. Uh, oh my god that would be like people leaving after the support act being like you know what it's not what I came for but he was fucking great 50 quid well spent <laughs> it's a it's, it's it's a myth that he was uh, he was actually put on the cross he, he actually crucified himself just been like oh, I, I can't I can't do it I don't know it. how he did it right. but he is Jesus he can right. do some things but he, that was that he, suicide by crucifixion that's how Jesus died that's how, that's, how, that's, that's how pissed off Christians made him he was like I'm going to yeah. defy the laws of physics and bodily movement because I can't and then they brought him back to life he didn't keep getting out the cave he kept putting himself in it (laughs) and they kept dragging him out being like come on tell us more about this guy the books are there you fucking morons Um, so not to get too weird where were you I can't remember I got weird (laughs) (laughs) oh I let it I let a comment on YouTube absolutely bother us the data I was um, on the YouTube clip somebody was just like "Uh, Humphreys needs to stop interrupting Sloss it's given me anxiety Uh, and I'm like one it's Carl having a conversation two Mm. if I didn't interrupt you it would just be a fucking twitch stream because you wouldn't stop talking I do talk a lot and it's like it's you know it's we're we're having a chat it's Mm. what a podcast is right but it was like that's not what bothered us right the being told I was interrupting didn't bother us because I'll always still do that that's what the podcast is Mm mhm it's the, you're giving me anxiety. It's the, like, it's the putting your mental health is the only thing in the fucking world. Not like, oh, this comment, because, like, I'm, I'm putting this comment on a creative, on a creative thread, right? right? A creative who is bearing himself and becoming vulnerable for the entertainment mm-hmm. of others, right? And I'm just going to hit him with that, right? Like, luckily, I didn't deal too hard with stuff like that, right? Even though I'm whinging about it now. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fucking ruin me day, mm-hmm. right? But the fact that you go, you're giving me anxiety, so therefore, I'm just going to fucking potentially make you feel like utter shit, well, that's the thing I don't like about people with uh, anxiety is the constant misunderstanding that uh, your mental health problems are your mental health problems and they are your responsibility. Now, to be fair, most people do know this, but it's, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but it's the thing that people don't understand about when they learn that they've got triggers, mm-hmm. which is here's something that's traumatic in your life. And when this subject comes up, it causes you to have an insane reaction because you've got trauma and legitimate PTSD. So whenever this subject comes up, it makes you regress to a fight or flight mode. You learn about those triggers. So you know 
what your triggers are. So you're, it's not to put trigger warnings on everything and it's not for everyone else to not talk about those things and not talk about those in front of you. We're not bubble wrapping the world. This is for you to understand what in the world triggers you. That's your fucking response. And if your therapist doesn't tell you that, your therapist is fucking horrific and you need a new one. Uh, they're pandering if, to you. So they're they're pandering to you. Custom. Your trigger points are so that you understand when you are going to become a rational and a logical and so when somebody says murder, rape, paedophile, chicken pox, whatever the fuck it is, you go, oh, I had really bad chicken pox as a kid. <laughs> or oh, this could be, oh, nobody's allowed to talk about chicken pox. That's not how the world works. And it never should be how the world works. Um, uh, I remembered me, fucking point. Go for it. Uh, the drugs. We're going to look, I think in like 10, 15, 20 years, we're going to be sitting in an abattoir during the fringe one year, looking at the younger generation of comics going, these fucking pansies. Uh, <laughs> like, I do want... I think in the future, what I would like to do is, maybe in, like, the tent, I want to start a podcast called Reprimates. And and what it is, is it's I just get comics from the past 20 to 30 years who've done The Fringe, but who did it in the real way. Not the ones that went up for the awards. Uh-huh. The ones that went up there. The 100 preview kind of guys. Yeah. The not, ones that are bringing essentially a show that they've toured aye, aye, aye. up to the fringe. Not, not the comedians who did a 45-minute show the year before, because technically that's not a solo show. Oh, so that, that, they can, that calculated... When, but, pe- when people are calculated in the funny game, mm, it aye. just takes all of the essence out of it. Aye. Let's just remove the essence and make it more about me and my career. Aye, aye, aye. It's not about the audience laughing, it's about my career going well. Aye. I need the best newcomer award even though it's not made a difference to anyone's career since fucking uh, Sean who's dead Sean what's his name Sean, Sean Hughes Luck. no Sean Hughes oh there's two dead Seans fuck oh man no Sean Hughes pour some liquor aye Sean Hughes well I don't think you should pour a liquor for Sean Hughes that's, that's the last <laughs> that's the last thing his ghost would want <laughs> like if you were to pull out your liquor for Sean Hughes the ghost of Sean Hughes goes what are you what are you doing did I die in vain he's like that's not what my memory is <laughs> fucking drink it, you bastards. Um, I, I want to talk to all the comedians that, you know... Oh, Brendan, Brendan Burns. Brendan, but no, no, but man, even... There, there are ones that came up and they... Uh, and even even if just for, like, three or four days at the festival, like, uh, fucking Paul, McCraff, Paul McCaffrey be great on it. Mm-hmm. Right, somebody that's coming and go, you know what? I'm a bit, I'm just a bit of an irresponsible session. And so I'm a professional and I would do my show the next day and I'd still fucking get through it. But there were times when we all came close. I want to talk to those people, but I don't think any of those people are willing to be able to be very, very honest about their drug or alcohol stories because it's still too close. In the same way that I'm still like, when I tell all, the, I don't tell every drug story I've got and I don't tell every booze story I've got because I'm still so close to them that I'm like, oh, it does make me feel like I can't objectively look at, at it. Yeah. I, and it's still very much me. Whereas in like 15, 20 years time, I'll be able to look back and be like, God, okay, this is what I was thinking then. Uh-huh. This is, and, th- and I thought I was cool and I was trying to live up to these things and that's why. Mm. I think that would be a fun, because Man, the stories you get from comedians on the circuit as well mm-hmm. of when they fucking came it are the yeah. best. Uh, they're ba- my favourite stories. Barry's stories are fucking unreal. Aye. Uh, and I've been in a couple of Barry stories and they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been co-main. I've been co-main on a few of them. They've been built up. Best days of my life. Aye. Uh, Paul McCaffrey, did he not have... I think this was one of the altitudes I wasn't at, but you were. Yes. And yeah. he got up the next morning and everybody in my often knew who he was and he didn't know why. <laughs> yes. He didn't know what he had done. But everyone else, they called him by a nickname or whatever. Aye. 
Paul McCaffrey. I think it was it was on like the bus from because uh, the altitude works. It's different every year. Either sometimes you land in Austria and then it's like a forty five minute thing to Meyerhofen, and then other years you land in Berlin and it's like a three hour bus journey. And all the comedians are on it. And there was one year, pardon me, where you, you, we we all just buy heaps of mini Jaegers, and I think. McCaffrey just had so many of those very little food. And McCaffrey can put away an obnoxious amount of booze. Like, like I would... McCaffrey is a Hall of Famer for me, uh, like, booze-wise. Gimli. Gimli of the session. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, and I, was, I, 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 I don't even think I'd gone out... I don't even think I'd gone out that night. I think I... Because I was wanting to snowboard the next day. Uh, and we come down, and, like, after we've done snowboarding, it's, like, three in the afternoon, McCaffrey wakes up, and just, like, all these Austrians in Lederhosen are, like... Oh, and he's like, I have no idea what happened. What did I, why I am I a I local am. celebrity in the Alps? What took place? <laughs> <laughs> but like, he must have had such anxiety about it. But none of it was like, everyone loved him. But uh, he didn't know what he'd done to be loved. Uh, he, didn't, he, he didn't know what he was responsible he's got for. no idea. Oh, man. Uh, I, I woke up um, yesterday morning after I'd been at a wedding and just kept getting like flashbacks of stuff I'd done the night before. And you know when like they're the type of things like if you fear, I never get fear off stuff like that. I always just laugh, even if I even if I've like left a bad impression in somebody's head of who I am. Aye. If I've been a bit too obnoxious, I always just find it funny the next morning. I don't I don't suffer from that. No, me and but, me and Cara get the fear in there uh, in in great deals. Like, I don't get as much as she does because, I mean, and she's obviously not had it in a while. But, man, you've seen how much booze my tiny fiancé can put away. Mm. It's, it's, it, it's... Does she get fear from the night before? Because I've never known her to embarrass herself. Exactly. I've always but just that, known her to be, like, life and soul. But that's... that. The fear isn't rational. Aye. The fear is booze... Fueled anxiety. Uh, well, uh, inversely, my non-fear is irrational. <laughs> I yes. should have fear. I should have fear when I wake up and I remember going up to a massive guy on the dance floor that I'd met that night and trying to pick him up because he's big. <laughs> uh, <yes>. I should. <laughs> right, uh, I should. I should uh, remember when um, I I tried to get up and head out the mistletoe uh, on the dance floor because it was like quite high. Uh, um, and I'm just like running and leaping across the dance floor where I barely know anybody. No, I, should, I should remember eventually reaching that mistletoe, getting it down, uh, holding it over my head and tongue kissing the bride aye. in front of my wife. Aye. I, never, I, 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 sh- I should be like, but I'm like, <laughs> class. Speaking of which, big congratulations uh, to, to our friend Pippa for marrying the last Gary. She married the last Gary? The last ever Gary. It was a wonderful one. She gave him a good send off. Uh, <laughs> Uh, nobody's the, last, been, the last Gary uh, His name's Gary And we're pretty sure Well the, the, Nobody's called Gary anymore mm-hmm. And for Not necessarily for good reason I, I was talking to Baza Kazanaz About this the other day Because Barry's also a name That's just Disappearing mm-hmm. Yeah But I don't know why Because it doesn't It's not like Barry and Gary Have the same stigma As Karen Like I don't think They'll be Karen's I think We've there's no Karens born in the last five years. Yeah, no, that meme is too powerful. Yeah, and the name is too fucking besmirched. Yeah, at you this inflict point. the name Karen on someone now. Aye, so but and I, I feel for Karens, man. Like because I, I and I um, there was a Karen sat next to us at the wedding, preg- mm. pregnant, lovely lass, like not a muggle. Uh, well, right. well, you know, look, it'll <laughs> kick in. Sorry, it'll kick in. And, uh, and I feel for her because she's been absolutely besmirched. Yeah, but I, I, my one of my oldest friends is called Karen, and yeah. oh, she can be a bit of a Karen, to be fair. 
yeah, she's, was, she's very smart and middle class and she is entitled to things. It must be that. really harsh because like you wouldn't be able to complain about anything anymore. Aye. Like, you know that rant we had about American Airlines? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to do that if you're Carl Karen. No. You couldn't have that rant. No, but the reason, but but then, then again, but that's also like the reason American Airlines are shit is because all they do is deal with Karens all the mm, time. Yeah, they've and, been ground down by Karens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I know you get British Karens, but I don't feel like British Karens are called Karens. Karens like the American. I don't think who's, what's the British for? Is it Becky? No, Becky's a Becky's just a bitch. Becky's like a whiny bitch. It's like the British Karen. Who's the? Would it not be like a, an older name, like a Maureen or something? You know, it could be Linda. Linda? Linda? It, it could be, it could be Linda. Oh, no. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kai won't laugh at my jokes, but he's got a fucking button so the audience gives me. Uh, I don't t- 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 press the laugh button, Harry, I'll give you that. Uh, oh, can I show you the most cringeworthy thing I've seen this week? And I've watched a Gary get married. <laughs> sure. Uh, it was a fucking... It was a belt I went, by the way. I had a fucking lovely time. I fucking love weddings, me. Aye. Uh, I have a really good time at them. I get I get loose. This is my new version of Coke, by the way. What is it? It's, uh, is it just one of them nasal... Dildos? Nasal things. But like, you know, na- it, this is honestly... This is, this is e-cocaine for me. You know, you get e-cigarettes to wean yourself off of. Uh, what is it? Just Vicks, like a aye, but it's the decongestor. You, you know how, like the reason, like with we've changed with the uh, the reason I liked vaping is, and the reason I like menthol is, I, I need that burn at the back of my throat. That's what I like about smoking. I like that fucking pain. This right, I haven't had a block nose for ages, aye. <laughs> but just yeah, you've like literally just oh, yeah. oh keys that burn at the back of my so throat. So because you've not been drinking, you've not been smoking, you've had to replace the ritualistic side of things, which like you know could be have an apple or whatever. But yours is still just put shit in me lungs. Put shit. I put, need to put shit. In I me need lungs. to put something up my nose that right. stings. Right, I've connected this so it'll come through the speakers as well. All right, okay, good. Hold on, I need to play this from the beginning. How do I get this at the beginning? Well, I thought it was connected to the speakers. Oh, I just need to bring it up. Oh, it's a Bluetooth. Hold on, hold on. I'm just going to uh, make sure the Bluetooth's connected. While, while Kai's doing this, I'll talk to you about our uh, sponsors. Uh, British Airways are the greatest airline in the entire world. Uh, when was the last time there was a terrorist attack on British Airways? Never. Never. Because even terrorists are like, well, I mean, I'm not going to do it to British Airways. <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to disrupt their perfect yeah, service. Like, even if, you were, if, even if you're a terrorist trying to get onto a plane with a bomb onto British Airways, the staff would just be so nice to you. You're like, you know what, I'll, I'll do it on the connecting yeah. flight. They'd actually chill out the terrorists and they'd just enjoy their flight. They'd be yeah. like, well, I don't want to miss out on the... They'd be so embarrassed. Like they'd, I don't want to miss they'd, out on the meal. Uh, <laughs> they'd get on there, they'd watch the movies and the plane would land and they'd go, what was I meant to... Oh, no! I'm th- <laughs> oh, no! Fucking, oh, I'm an idiot. I can't, but well, oh, right, shit. All right, fair enough. Right. Man on a tube takes off his mask and throws it away. You know, wearing a mask is like trying to keep a fart in your trousers. Wearing a mask is like trying to keep a fart in your trousers. Wearing a Man on the tube gets up. He's joined by people. Wearing a mask. Jeremy Corbyn's brother. (laughs) 
I've changed my uh, sterilization group. Right, there's an extra minute of that. I stopped it after 30 seconds. The stand up on the tube and walking down the tube singing, wearing a mask is like trying to keep a fart in your trousers. <laughs> so can it's I- trying to keep a fart in their trousers. Those guys, I guess. So here's he he has what I suggest, right? If, the, if you want to follow the logic, wearing a mask is like trying to keep a fart in your trousers. Then not wearing a mask, by their logic, is like pulling your arse out to fart. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> right? So they've, they've betrayed their own logic immediately because you're going, oh, yeah, yeah, you should wear trousers and try and keep your fart. <laughs> like at least some kind of... Well, you know what? I would actually be... If people pulled down the trousers to fart, that would it would get rid of the mystery of who did it. Mm-hmm. Like it would get uh, rid of the, it would get rid of the who done it natures you, you, of you know how to hate, which is also oh, turn that back to you. Otherwise, you're going to get all my email notifications. Um, what, what what about that group of people? Right, just going. I find you don't have to wear trousers. <laughs> you've you've proven your point. You cannot wear trousers. Crack on. Like what are they? I don't know. I mean, look, don't we go? I don't think anyone likes. Oh no, that's not true. I was about to say. Nobody likes masks. What I will say is, as much as the uh, the people that are just like, it d- doesn't work. You're like, yeah, no, it doesn't work. That's why surgeons wear them, because they're just insane. Surgeons are just mental people who just make shit up. So you're right. Yeah, you're, you're not. So the mask doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. As much as uh, those... That's why, that's why, like, paint and decorators and put them on or whatever. Aye, and people go, oh, you're, you're, you're obstructing my freedom. And you go, oh, right. It's, it's, you're not having your freedom obstructed at all in any way. You're just being asked to do something. And I know it's annoying. None of it actually fucking like it. But for you to think this is authoritarianism is, is just such a marker for how how stupid and privileged you are. On the inverse, if I see one more fucking left-wing comedian doing a fucking back-patting, like, here's the seven reasons why I think wearing a mask is a good, cool thing to do. Fucking Uh, neck yourself. Anybody that thinks Oh my God, do you understand (laughs) the damage that you're doing? I'm on the same side as you, motherfucker. Why are you making me look like a cunt? One of them was like, it keeps you warm. Oh, just... Wear a scarf. Just, look, some people don't wear masks and that's annoying and we should hate them. But this, I fucking hate. For so long, I hated people that would talk about virtue signaling, right? Because for a while, I I sort of belonged to the stance of like, wait, right, right. So your problem is people are doing good things and then congratulating themselves for doing good things, even though we live in a world that celebrates bad moves and, and evilness and capitalism. Like, I've got no problem with virtual signalling. I take that back 110%. Just the amount of fucking bit. Here's the reason why I decided to get vaccinated. Shut the fuck up and get vaccinated. Shut the fuck up and get vaccinated. Shut the fuck Aye. up and get vaccinated. Stop doing it as if you're some fu- you're God's gift to fucking humanity for doing something. Literally 92% of the country is fucking done, right? 92% of this country is fucking vaccinated. You're not it's- a fucking... It's you're yelling at the 8%, but you're not yelling at the 8% because the 8% don't fucking follow you. What you're doing is you're patting yourself on the back and you're asking me, somebody who's not bragging about doing the same shit you did, you want me to congratulate you. Fuck off. Fucking stop it. You're making us lose. You're making us lose. And this is why Tories are in charge because it cunts like fucking you. Stop it. Get off of Twitter. Get off Instagram. Fucking stop it. Uh, it's the I take care of my kids. You're oh, supposed you're to do sub- your dumb fuck. <laughs> well caught. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking old boy. <laughs> What's that? 
You're supposed to. It's not, you dumb fuck. That's not the Chris Rock line. It is. Aye. Aye, but I know what the line's aye, about. It's that I love black people. But I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. supposed to, you dumb. And then, aye, that was. Oh, is it not dumb fuck? No, no, it's dumb. The whole is bit it? is, I love black people, but I hate. Uh-huh, but I thought, right, okay, uh, I might be wrong, but I thought... Oh, you're 100% I... wrong. Because, because when I'm not on camera, I quote that joke fully. I <laughs> know, uh, uh, it's definitely, you're supposed to get dumb. Okay. Uh, God, I wish we had a black friend that we could just tap in to say the word. <laughs> we should phone Elliot. <laughs> I know what we know, it's a podcast. <laughs> Oh, we didn't. We do need to do another thick cast. You know about um, being woke as well. The like it's it's because I feel like it's something that being woke something that's always been around, but it's only recently become an insult. Like you know um, the a Christmas Carol. Aye, that's essentially fucking three libtards trying to convince a far right person to be woke. Right, and then Aye. he wakes up in the morning with a bit more. He's developed empathy. Aye. Like, like developing empathy is something that's been encouraged for a while. Aye. But I feel like it's something that's only recently been turned into an insult because people who do develop empathy, like, drag their cock and balls across the internet with the development of empathy. Aye, that they it, look like assholes. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it doesn't make it look. It, and it, it doesn't make empathy look appealing. Like you go, oh God! Like if I become an empathetic person, am I gonna be that fucking wanker over there being like, "Here's why I think people who wear masks and get vaccinated are fucking sexy." You're like, motherfucker, we stop making it harder. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to be fucking left wing, and the left gets so much further that like my political stance isn't changing. I'm just being forced further and further to the fucking center. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, all right, my 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 comrades are just getting more fucking around, and. It, by the way, I imagine right-wing people feel the fucking same. Like, if you're just centre-right, like, if your thing is also, look, I think capitalism is, it, you know, it's not the best, it's the system, but it's the best system that we have available at the moment, and I understand the flaws of it, and and it's being taken advantage of it. Yeah, and, and cap- I think a left-wing government's a threat to national security. Yeah, yeah, got some yeah. Concerns and, and those are debates that I wouldn't, be able to have any weight or fucking credibility in. I imagine whenever they see QAnon people, they're like, I motherfucker, we can't. <laughs> like, I really wish there was just, I mean, and this is what everyone's fucking complaining about. I just wish there was just like a central party, which is just, we hate the far right and we hate the far left. And, and and we're just in the middle, and we're not going to yell at each other, right? But and we'll lean left and right like a frequency. Yeah, you know, we'll I'm not I'm not all left on everything, and I'm not all right on everything. Every everything you bring up to me, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to think, and I'm going to go right. What's my opinion on this? Oh, I don't have one. That's allowed, as opposed to what many of the far right and the far left do, which is Google their opinions. Going right, what did? Okay, right, right, right. What, what did Joe Rogan say? Right, that's 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 my opinion. That's my opinion. And what did what did Owen Jones say? What did Owen Jones say? Right, there, that's my opinion. That that's my opinion. Motherfucker, think for yourself. In fact, don't. <laughs> Actually, stop thinking. Just stop thinking. Uh, I, you know what it feels like. It feels like in a, in a in a classroom, right? The fucking world's a classroom, and you've got the nerds over there and the bullies over there, and you may have to join the bullies to not be a nerd. Or join the nerds to fucking not be a bully, Aye. and really, you just want to have nothing to do with any of them polarities and just goes through. Yeah, yeah like yeah. and and that's probably I'm here. I'm here to learn. <laughs> I'm here to learn, and that's probably 
like what the majority of people are, but that's not the cross section that we see because they're the quiet people. The the people who are on the left and on the right are like are, are on the internet loudly, and the, your majority of your interaction with the world now is for, for, through the screen on your phone, where the majority of people are just like me and you. They'll just be in the in the center scrolling. Like, and I look at the fucking state of this. I don't know. We've gone through some fucking shitholes recently. Uh, we were, I was you weren't in Sheffield. Now Sheffield's a great place to gig. I've always loved the the, the hexagon as a venue. Like there, mm-hmm. it's a really yeah. nice venue and it's and a it's really a, nice it's, audience. It's an it's an industrial it's an industrial town with a big student population, so it's got a bit of charm about it. Sheffield, like, no, it doesn't. It did, did have. Mm, it does not have any fucking charm to it. Are yeah. we not us fucking shred? Like now, maybe I'm being unfair. Not like when you when you come out the train station, they've got all them like metal fountains. When was the last time you think I took a train? <laughs> I didn't blame you. But I fucking nearly, I nearly fucking took me on. I am like, and I've got, yeah. I've got no pro. I don't care what this makes me sound like. Five years ago, I said to Marlena, "I'm never doing public transport again, unless, unless it's in Europe." Un- yeah, unless, unless it's unless in Europe it's like- or unless it's a plane. Like, it's, I'm not. I, I, I've, I haven't got on a bus since I was. 21 years old and I will never under any circumstance get on a fucking bus again. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I also despise trains. I hate the fucking trains in this country. I'm not doing it. If there's a gig that requires me to get a bus or a train to, that gig's not taking place. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless you're just going to put us in a car. Right, unless um, you're going to put us in a car and spend hundreds on getting us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. There's the, uh, the, I would spend a grand before I would get on a bus. Aye. Like a hundred percent without without fucking blinking. Um, the train yesterday, I booked a train from Nottingham to London. There was none without two changes, right? And I'm like, that's a Sunday. There's fucking probably engineering works. To whatever the storm's done some damage and they're fixing it, right? Mm. I've I've got to go into this wedding. I've got to get the um, I've got to get Nottingham somehow. Mm. Right, so there's two changes, and I was like, it's either that or get like a um, National Express through. And I'd rather take the two changes than get on the bus, mm. right? And um. One of the changes was a bus, and I don't think you're allowed to do that. No. If I go on trainline.com, don't put us on a fucking bus. If I get on Skyscanner and there's a connection, don't make us fucking row to the next airport. Right. Mind when Jeremy Corbyn was called a fucking Marxist because he wanted a better train company in this country. You should have kept his brother on a fucking leash. <laughs> Keep your fucking brother on a leash, mate. You're gonna. <laughs> Ah, he was, he was like, oh, we're, we're going to have fucking internet and trains and have a good services around the country. And he's like, oh, mate, I... I know, but he just couldn't say the word. He just couldn't say the sentence, I like Jews. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just couldn't bring himself to look down the lens of a camera and go, you know what, I don't mind Jews. He just couldn't do it. He didn't have the fucking strength. No. He kept doing it, but his hands were behind his back. And I, I'm like, are those crossed? He was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Speaking of Jews on crosses. <laughs> <laughs> Come full circle. Come full circle. I uh, got uh, got slightly depressed last night because uh, remember that uh, Comedy Without Errors YouTube channel? I was telling you about that guy that's just got this really, really fascinating, yes. in-depth, geeky knowledge of comedy and his analysis of it is spot on. As somebody that loves the mechanics and, and, and the... The, this, the science of, of jokes and, and shows and craft. He did a, um hour and ten minute uh, fucking video essay on the genius of Bo Burnham's insight. And just sort of, I love, I obviously love Bo Burnham. Nothing depresses me more than the existence of Bo Burnham, even though he fills me with so, so much happiness. Because I imagine, it's just like, I imagine what it was like to be like a fucking 
Premier League footballer playing against Ronaldinho and he scores a hat-trick against you, where you just go, oh, okay, so I'm in this sport, but I'm just a spectator at some point. It's like, uh, I'm very lucky to be in this fucking profession, aye. but there is just this but even though unachievable much- <laughs> level that I'm just so far... Like he fucking rainbow flicks it over your head, catches it on the volley and puts it in the back of your net. Yeah. And you go, even if I was at my peak, there's nothing I could have done. Uh, even <laughs> though even though I've, I've got as much grind and all that, right? Like he's just got this bit of flair that, that you're born with. <laughs> well, so this is the this is the bit I wanted to talk to you about at Breakfast Pass. Like, let's do it on the podcast. Um, I think there is, we'll all, we'll all agree that there is such a thing as innate physical talent like in the sense that you know when we talk about like footballers like Messi well there's just something like he was just designed to be a fucking footballer yeah. yes it's 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 years of practicing and training and having like the best doctors and scientists right now but there's also underneath all that there is just a capability in that man that other most other sporting professionals don't have. Like, I don't know if anyone's watched the uh, documentary 14 Peaks yet, but it's about this Nepalese guy who climbs the 14 highest peaks in the world, including Mount Everest. They're all over 8,000 feet. He does it in six months when the previous record was set by a German man, and that record was, I think it was 16 years, right? And he broke that record. He broke the record by 15 and a half half years. years. Aye, aye. But this guy is, he was, he's managed, he's just designed for climbing mountains like even he was like I knew the first time I climbed a mountain literally five years ago that I was designed to fucking do this they do science on him they do science on him Jesus Christ I'm like a fucking Republican (laughs) (laughs) they do science on him and then it's called the the Daniel Sloss experience (laughs) (laughs) but like they've got him cycling at like high altitude things uh, where most people pass out and he's just physically capable of doing and that's because he was born at altitude from parents that were born at altitude from parents who were born at altitude or like these pill divers that like they're just generationally used to diving under the water yeah but even then there is also just you know it's not it's not like Messi's dad was a brilliant footballer his mum was a brilliant footballer his grandparents Mm. just sometimes you are just blessed with an instinct and it's very very easy to see that in well not easy but we we know it exists in physical professions like when we talk about Michael Phelps is the greatest uh, swimmer of all time his body is designed for swimming they're like man if you were to design a swimmer it would be Michael Phelps yeah. if you were to if you were to sit down and design a runner it would be Usain Bolt if you were to design a long distance runner it would be Mo Farah these are people who just have the bodies uh, perfectly capable like there's no amount of training from birth to 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 peak that Jonah Hill could do to get the same swimming as Michael Phelps exactly like it, you've it, got a you've got a you've got a leg up with what you're born with yes we we can tell that in physicalness but that does absolutely exist in uh, mental jobs like uh, like comedy acting science uh, um like a psychiatrist any any sort of job which requires your brain but because we know so little about the brain we we don't know what it is we in fact we, we don't know what it is so much that we don't even have a name for it the name for it is it mm. like there is so, you, you know when somebody's got it ages uh, they've got it they've got it it's the x factor yeah hi the singers there's just there's something oh well, i guess like freddie mercury is another example he had those teeth that people will tell you made his voice better because they would go back on themselves and it made it reverberate and that's why he had a powerful voice you got all these amazing singers with like better lung capacities and throats that are fucking designed for it whereas in these jobs where it's you know talent 
based, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like creative jobs, mm -hmm. maybe. There is that in the brain, but we don't know what it is. And uh, so the the genius, the ge Well, look, we'll not we'll not name names, but you and me could walk around the comedy circuit, and I could point out every comedian that's never going to make it, because I just go, "You're good," and and, uh, and you can point out people who have made it through trial and error. Yes, through figuring it out, <laughs> and I think there's a there's a lot to be said for that ability also, but it's a different ability. But 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 that ability has its limits. You absolutely can learn how to craft a joke. You can learn how to have mm -hmm. stage presence. You can learn how to deliver material. But there is also, when you look at people like uh, Bo Burnham, when you look at people um, like Ch Chappelle, and again, we're all, whenever I speak of Chappelle, we're always ignoring his previous work, his most recent work, sorry. Uh, there is just something else there, something that is truly unteachable it's mm -hmm. it's it's innate and you can see it in certain people and you can absolutely witness the the lack of it uh, in others and i do i just wonder well one do you the, agree to, with to that to mention with uh sean Locke had that funny bone in abundance man yes like, that was someone that you're like i, I watched like a eight out of ten cats does countdown the other day and i just like i'm in fucking awe at how quick he has access to stuff that looks written and it's not written because it's very situational yep and you're just like, that is coming to him. I, that is coming to him in the moment as a well-crafted bit. Mm, yep. you, you, you can't write that. You can write it, but you couldn't come up with it there and then. Yep. But yeah, you, but, you, but, but you did. Anybody else would need to write it. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't need to write it. It's yeah. right on the booth. Something, something that would have taken us five hours in a writing room together to write as a bit came fully formed in your uh, brain in he, a moment. He gets them things that, like, even us as people who are, are, are on a good good part of that spectrum look at him and he's coming up with stuff that, like, you, you'll kick yourself in the car three days later for not thinking of that in the, in the moment. Aye. Well, that man, that's how I, that's how I just feel any time I watch Bo Barnum, which is just going, oh, man, I, don't get me wrong, I know I'm good at my job, but, like, never in my life have I just gone, oh, there's a, there's a glass ceiling that which I which one day hopefully I'll reach and I'll be able to touch the glass ceiling, but I'm looking up. Get, Bull a, get a close, get a closer look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm just I'm looking up Bull Burnham's dress. Like, <laughs> like I'll just I'll be like, okay, so this is my limits, and because I've reached my limits, I'm very fucking proud. But there is just an extra level. You'll just be there steaming up the glass can, but I didn't have to fucking sing to get here to die, a musical comic. <laughs> well, no, I think my only my only saving grace with it is 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 the fact that you know Bob Burnham, his isn't stand up, and uh, and only on isn't and even it's not stand up. Inside wasn't stand up; it was comedy, mm -hmm. and it was a it was a comedy show, but there was nothing stand up about it. And I even think his 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 live shows what uh, make happy. And uh, words, words, words were, uh, you know, the, uh, there was the stand-up aspects to them, but they were more just a performance. So that's where I, that's my, that's my only saving grace in that. And I'm like, okay, uh, stand-up-wise, we can be peers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never step into theatre like you do. <laughs> no, no, no. But then again, imagine, like, I, th I think that's just how everyone must, unless you're the best of the fucking best, I think everyone feels that way. Like, mm -hmm. Bill Burden must feel that way about Tim Minchin and Hans Taewon, who also fucking uh, influenced him. Like, I imagine, you know, uh, Messi probably looks at, uh, Messi probably just goes, I'll never be as good as Maradona. <laughs> Like, I think... Ah, uh, you still have that. Like, um, respect for your... Not just respect for your elders, but respect for your role models. I don't think it's... it's yeah, man, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a gig tonight um, on a, on a line-up with 
Hold on, let's get this right. Johnny Vegas. Griff Griff Jones is hosting it. Mm-hmm. Johnny Vegas, Ed Byrne, um, Eddie Izzard, Stephen Fry, Clive Anderson. Mm-hmm. Just a fucking ridiculous like not just talent, but like wealth of success in years aye, aye. that are massively bringing the average down on. <laughs> aye. <laughs> and like I said, lucky, lucky I definitely deal with imposter syndrome because that would be fucking torture in there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I'm, I'm going to work in there, God. And I'm not meant to be here, but I'm just going to smile my way through it and like fucking have a nice time on stage. I hope you don't mind. Bye. Well, it's just also, it's, <laughs> oh, it's and it, I, look, this is such a hot, not a horrible word to use, but it's a fucking, you know, I just don't like the phrase, but it is British comedy royalty. Aye. Across the board. Uh-huh. Like, it's undeniable what uh, Eddie has done over uh, her career. I'll make sure you get that right. Because mm. she, she's she's now gone. It's not it's not just cross-dressing now. She's she's she. Aye, okay. Aye. I l- look, I, I, don't think, yeah, I don't trip up that much when I'm talking to someone directly because I never use pronouns when I'm talking to people. Mm, yeah, so let's just go, <laughs> it's I only th- something you can slip up when you're, like, talking about uh, someone. Yeah, about them. Uh-huh. Aye, so... Right, but I don't. I don't think she's. She's not. A, it's not a they thing. I always get fucking confused with the pronouns. Just, and this is a very this good honour as well because that would have been a very male lineup otherwise. Fucking <laughs> 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 okay, thank God. Uh, no, uh, um, Olga, no, Olga Koch. Olga Koch is on as well. Koch, Koch, Koch. I think. I don't know. I've not. I've not Google. Look forward to meet now. Aye, no, I'm just off to Norwich to do fuck all because aye. there is nothing, and I and. Mean that there's nothing you could do to get me to do another gig this more, year. More traveling you don't need to do, and another no, gig you don't there's, need there's, to do. Man, for, for me, like um, when when you said you didn't want to do it, there was part of me that was like, I don't want to do the travel, but I can't pass up on that, and now I'll regret passing up on it. Like you've you've worked with most them acts before. Ed mm-hmm. Byrne was on your sitcom when you were like fucking twelve years old. Yeah. Like you, Eddie is the reason. Yeah. Eddie's the reason we started touring. Well, one of the reasons we started touring mm. in uh, Europe because uh, she'd done it before. Um, well, I think she was like the first British one to do it. I know like Russell Peters and Burr and Gabriel Iglesias had done it. But when Marlena was like, you need to tour Europe. And I was like, I don't want to fucking do that. That sounds stupid. She phoned up and was like, <laughs> Daniel, it's Eddie. And I was like, oh. Uh, and she was just like, I think you, you've got to do it. Uh, it's it's very fun. And, mm. and, and, you know, she's fucking class and I've met Stephen Fry before Stephen Fry um, he won't remember this but I did Rob Brydon's show it was like my third or fourth ever bit of television and I was doing my routine Stephen Fry was also on the show and he was backstage uh, and my mum was down with me and I went on stage and I fucked up the set like at one point you're not meant to swear on television um, especially on the BBC and all the people that fucking complain about censorship don't actually care about fucking censorship you can't talk about marijuana on the BBC but nobody ever fucking complains about that you can't say cunt on the fucking radio those are actual bits of censorship but never what the right complain about when they say censorship they're just like I can't say packy and tranny anymore that's what you mean by censorship you can't say the horrible things that you want to say whereas actual censorship is genuinely taking place you're you're never trying to bring that down you're never trying to bring that down it's not about free speech for you you just want to say the horrible words and you don't want to fucking change because you're a bastard that's your version of fucking free speech. Uh, I'm, I'm and I swear, I say, I say fuck or whatever, and my mum flinches because she knows that I'm going to have to redo it or it might get cut. 
And uh, Stephen Fry put his hand on her knee and went, don't worry, I'm going to go on and say cunt a lot. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> Properly yes. calmed her down. Great. <laughs> the guy who read a Harry Potter audiobook. book. <laughs> <laughs> well, because my mum, my, my we're all big Stephen Fry fans. Yes. Uh, but in that moment, she wasn't a Stephen Fry fan. She was a mother watching her 19-year-old son on television. Mm. And it didn't matter that Stephen Fry was it. Nothing could take her away yeah. from oh god and then just this lovely you know man who's done so much on British television like literally royalty just mm. goes don't worry love I'm going to say cunt a whole bunch yes <laughs> uh, so like you've had them moments and you've been on Graham Norton and you've had them things where like to you that's just like another one mm. right but for me I'm like I can't not be on that yeah and so even though like I'm in the same boat as you with the I'm traveled out and I'm just I've just put my hand up for more traveling I'm, I'm gigged out and I've just put my hand up for another gig um I uh, it's it's something I've I've got to do all right man you <laughs> I, could, I, I'd literally fucking hate myself if I look back and I hadn't done that man you could fucking tell me that 500 metres down the road, Patrice O'Neill had come back to life and was asking me to support him. And I would not do that gig. <laughs> That's where you're at. I wouldn't do the gig. Uh, Couldn't give a fucking shit, mate. You're not. There's nothing you could do to get me. I've got four gigs left in me this year. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, that's all we have. Mm-hmm. I have four gigs left in me. I don't have an extra fucking minute. <laughs> uh, we've got about seven, but... No, we don't. Hold on, we've got Norwich, Perth... Bristol, oh, Bristol, three Bristol. Fucking Bristols. Because once again, Live Nation and Marlena do not ever listen to the please no double shows. Mm-hmm. Double shows are the death of comedy, the absolute death of comedy. Mm. Nothing is less funny. How did that get through? We've made that really clear that we didn't. Because Live Nation and Marlena don't care. Aye. Aye, that's. Some more dirty laundry for you. <laughs> Enjoy the shows, guys. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a game face on for you. I will get through. I think uh, four uh, days left is four days is what I've got in my head because it's Perth is one day, Bristol's two, and Apollo's one. Uh, so that's four. I've got four, four days worth of shows left in me. Norwich, Perth, Bristol, London. Is that what we've got left? Oh, this is, Aye. This is something. Aye. We're nearly there. Nearly fucking done. Um, I, I've been I've been a bit miserable with with everything lately, especially waking up with a hangover yesterday. Like I had a lovely time at the wedding and that. Like and um, and it just it just meant that I was like put into a hangover for this horrible travel day that got made worse. But oh, you know when we got on the bus as well, the train was late for the connecting bus, so there was two train loads of people trying to get onto one bus, and instead of like. Instead of having any formula, right, they got everyone to pile forward as a group, like you're on the docks getting chosen for a job back in fucking Prohibition oh, or whatever, right? And, um, and they started picking people one by one, one, two, counting 50 out. There's about 150 people in the crowd. Me, please, me, you can pick me. And, like, picking folk. And all that meant is the most rude, selfish, obnoxious people. That's the most anti-British thing I've ever fucking heard. The one thing... I saw people push in front of a man holding two kids. Like, he had he had a child in each hand, and, like, people manoeuvred round to get in front of him. And I was just like, you're going to do that? You're going to push in front of children? And I was just, they were tone deaf of his leg. Uh, that's uh, that's also in that here. That's, that's, I'm, I'm very against that. That feels like lose, like... British people queue, and it's the thing I've always despised about other countries, uh-huh. is their inability to fucking... Queuing is fair. Uh-huh. Queuing is fucking fair, no, it's unbiased, and it fucking exists. Were you there first? Congratulations. But there, was, there wasn't an opportunity to queue. The, the, the way that they'd done there it... There was. Is, they could have gone, form a, if you were on the first the, train, form a fucking queue. Uh, there was nowhere to start it on now. It was just like... Because there was... It, 
it was a small train station and everyone's bundled in the train station and in the thing and they go right the bus is down there and everyone just moved as a unit and it wasn't like it was just a it just got funneled everyone just got funneled through so it was a, it was a funnel in that the people at the front were getting it but it just meant that like you could try and manipulate and get runned or like people oh, it was just fucked it was just really fucked and I was there again I, I, I literally even tried to put my hand in my pocket and pay for a different train because I was like if there's any direct trains even if they're like expensive and it's going to be I'm going to be gigging for free tonight just to get there I would have done it for my hangover yeah. sake and for my mental health sake and there was no other option to get there like apart from maybe if I got a car but that would have been maybe I would be running the day at a loss a serious right. loss, and I might as well have got a taxi home if that's the case. Right. Um, so I, I, co- I come in, I was fucking sad. It's, 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 quite, um, it's quite hard being miserable around you as well because it's like complaining about a sore throat when someone's got cancer mm. because you do miserable so hard. Well, if I come a, in being miserable, it doesn't feel like it counts. <laughs> well, no, but it's, but it's also like, I, I was thinking about this the other day when you were like, I'm going through the same thing. And I'm like, man, I'm not one of the people who thinks a problem shared is a problem halved. Uh, I couldn't give a fuck. How, if you're miserable too it doesn't make any difference to my life uh, the fact yeah. that we're sharing it and going through the same thing doesn't offer me any solace or yeah. any relief or any of this stuff yeah, I was trying to offer you solace I was just saying like they haven't put this on me like, I'm, I, like I don't want to put the weight of aye. your misery on my shoulders because well, I've, I've got my own aye but I'll just sit there and be miserable and I'm, I'm fine with being aye. miserable because I'm miserable a lot of the time and I've got no problem with it because I know it's temporary but I also know that none of the things that work for other people work for me going to the gym doesn't make me me feel better drinking lots of water doesn't make me feel better meditating doesn't make me not feel better. taking drugs yeah but i'm sober none of it's helped <laughs> none of it when i'm miserable i'm just miserable i accept that about myself uh, and i'm fi- and i know for other people they're like you're really and man i know man when i'm in a bad mood the bad mood spreads around a fucking room but i'm like i can't I can't check. Do you want me to be... You, the only thing that would make me more miserable is if I had to fucking pretend to be fucking happy. Mm. Like, if I had to be like, no, no, how's your day? No, uh, no, no, honestly, that, not, that's the bit that would the, just make me... The, 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 en- old, the energy cost would not be worth yeah, the... not fucking... Man, uh, that's what I do after shows for fans. Uh, I'm, all, I'm not doing it in my fucking everyday life. Uh, like, I am able to, after I walk off stage of a show that I didn't want to fucking do and meet fans afterwards, I'm able to put on the mask and go, thank you so much for coming, because I am grateful. I'm very grateful those people turned up. I am not putting that mask on in my fucking normal life, ever, mm. ever. It's fake, disingenuous, and it's the only thing that makes me more miserable. Aye. I've been finding it hard just to have like energy just to do day-to-day things now. Like, you know, even just keeping on top of your hygiene, showering, brushing your teeth, getting out of bed. Like, it just feels like there's a fucking weight on you constantly. Um, it's it, And it's not to do with sleep. I, like, I, I slept for, I had me solid eight hours, eight and a bit. And I woke up this morning, I didn't want to get out of bed. And it's not that I wanted to go back to sleep, I just didn't want to get out of bed. It's because we're in fucking Nottingham. And I... You, when you, <laughs> man, when you, no, no, not until Nottingham, but it's not where I live. Waking mm. up not where you live is not a pleasant experience. It is if you're on, if you're on holiday and you've been at home and the, the, like working from home and you've been at home all the time. But you know when you're like now into your like whatever twentieth week of touring, like Aye, I don't like it. And you you wake up and you try, like it used to be cool waking up and trying to discover where you are. You know, wake up like what town am I in now? It had this novelty. And now I'm like, I just want to know where I am when I wake up. Aye. <laughs> Um, so I so I've I've I realised it's not tiredness that I'm going through at the minute. It's fatigue. Aye. It's like I, I I'm genuinely fatigued by the experience, and I need to break out from it. And I know it's like no, the, but, but the lights at the end of the tunnel. And I, you're I, allowed to be you're allowed to be fucking fatigued. Uh, like 
Man, in the same sense, man, when you're happy, everyone always tries to go, right, let's remember this moment. I'm going to experience happiness fully, wholeheartedly. I'm going to be really fucking present in the moment. I do that with misery. <laughs> I do that. I'm just like, right, I'm miserable. There's no point. There is absolutely no point in fighting it. The only way I, well, at least for me, the only way for me to get emotions out is to fully experience them. Bottling them up and pushing them down saves them for later and then makes me feel those emotions to other people that I don't want to feel them. Like, if I bottle up anger or whatever, it'll come out when somebody fucking cuts me off. I'm not angry they cut me Um. off. I don't care if you get to this fucking place before me. But because I didn't feel anger in the moment yesterday, it's now bubbling Mm. over now. Your your writing comes from your anger as well. Like, if you do material, it comes from that anger. So you can look at that, like... um, you can look at that as a resource. So you go, yeah, I might feel like shit, but at least I've got access to to my motivation and my drive and my resource. My writing comes from when I'm having a laugh with my pals. Mm. Like if I'm having a fucking laugh in the moment and you're spitballing, fucking, and you're doing bits. That's when I'm like, I have. That's that's what I want to do on stage. I don't get an out from miserable stuff. Like I, when I do ranty comedy, it looks like the character. I, I love misery. It's my fucking oil, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I always, it's. it's uh, one of my bucket big fears is, you know, because I've wanted to be a dad for so long, I know it'll make me very, very happy. And I'm like, God, my comedy better not fucking change. Aye. Like, I better, I better, but, but I don't, because I, I don't want to, I don't want, you know I don't what? want to be a miserable dad. Because I, I do, my big, my big fear is I do not want my son to turn out anything like me mm. <laughs> at all. I don't want him to want to be a comedian. I don't want him to be miserable. I don't want him to be fine when he's miserable. I want him to be happy and just do things. It's like, and I don't want him to get anger. I don't want my son to have the hate that I have because mm-hmm. I've got a lot of fucking hate. Like, it, minimum, once a day, I will spend five minutes looking at someone hoping they get cancer or hoping something really bad happens to a family <laughs> member of theirs because I fucking hate them. This hate, exi- I don't know where it comes from. My parents have always been confused about where this, just this well of fucking deep-rooted hatred comes in me. But it exists. And it's in- thankfully, I'm able to channel it into stand-up as opposed to becoming a mass murderer, which was the other fucking option for me. Mm. But I don't are you, want- are, you, are you a school shooter that I found an outlet? <laughs> Man, man, I, man, I, I would have been, I would have been a fucking bigot. I would have been a right wing fucking, uh, full on fucking Tommy hey, Robinson. Hey, thy neighbor. Yep, I would have been one of those fucking bigots had I not found stand up comedy. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I would have been fucking far right. I would have been a racist. I would have been just all the because I would have just. Because you, you wouldn't have had a way to um, figure out your emotions and unpack your emotions and realise how you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and and the and only place, because I, I couldn't channel my hatred on stage, I would have channeled it onto the people that I thought I hated as opposed to going, all right, why do I actually hate these people? I, and what, what is this? Where does this come like from? Like, Im- imagine you with a dead-end job and financial difficulty. Oh, man, I reckon I would get to... I reckon I'd get 27 kills before they got me. <laughs> and, and that's perfect. <laughs> You've even got the look. <laughs> aye, aye. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is the only parallel universe where I don't have a kill to my name, <laughs> and it's because I it's because I found the theatre, <laughs> the art, the arts. <laughs> um, should we go and have a cup with Dean? Oh, like, yeah, let me go squeeze a baby. God, Dean and our friends, Dean and Candice, they've got two uh, uh, wonderful kids. Uh, one of them is uh, three now, and she's she's great. But you've not met you've not met Millie yet. She is just a happy baby, just an absolute happy baby. Like I walked in the door, and man, 
man, if you want, if you ever want to quell my misery, hand me a baby. Like that's my, you know, I've said this, for, but you know how like dangling keys for a baby. Mm-hmm. That's babies are my keys. Dangling a baby for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it impossible to be fucking miserable around a baby. And, and then dangle you, dangle you for an audience. <laughs> <laughs> also, the last person to dangle a baby was Michael Jackson. So let's maybe not the best fucking analogy. Also, you feel free to quote me on this when I'm like, I'm never, I'm never miserable when I've got a baby in my arms. When I'm a father, I imagine, <laughs> I imagine that definitely changed once I'm fucking sleep deprived, and I'm like, it won't go away. Why is it still here? But I let's go squeeze a baby. Yes. <laughs>